What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to a new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we're doing a, uh, a deep dive on another cinematic classic called Behind Hazel Eyes, not to be confused with the song Behind <laughs> yes. Hazel Eyes. We had to take uh, an extra week off from the podcast just so that we could really get into the nitty gritty <laughs> of all 70-ish minutes of this particular, as Pam said, cinematic masterpiece. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is something that, you know, most Kelly collectors probably have in their collection somewhere. I, I know that when this particular DVD came out, everyone was freaking out because this is very early Internet. It's pre-social media. So we didn't normally get a good chance to get into the the private lives and see the behind the scenes stuff of artists outside of watching like MTV or something. Or, you know, maybe they would put something on their official website. But. Back in the early 2000s and uh, up till about 2006 or seven, artists put out tons of DVDs. And a lot of times uh, they would be compilation DVDs of their music videos. I know I have lots of those. There are live performance DVDs. I have lots of those. And then there are some that are like what Kelly did with Behind Hazel Eyes, where it's sort of a home movie slash documentary look at the performer's life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's cool. It it basically just to kind of give a little synopsis before we get into it, it brings her back to Texas where she shares a lot about her early years, like in elementary school and high school. And then it goes to a lot of talking about her and her friends and her jobs that she's had in the past and it goes then she's in the studio and then she's doing a red carpet and a photo shoot so it kind of it's a little bit of you know before and after you know here i was before idol and here's what i'm doing now with my career it's it, it's a nice little behind the scenes look yeah it's it's kind of a look into every aspect of her life at that time in 2000 i mean it was the majority of it was shot in 2004 so it's it's a look into her life at that time of course, at that point, this is pre-breakaway because in parts of the DVD, we get to actually see the making of the album. And we do get to see her at the premiere of The Princess Diaries 2 when she had the breakaway sound a song on the soundtrack. And we also get to see a lot of what Kelly's life was like in between the Thankful and Breakaway albums, which, of course, as we all know now, the Breakaway album was the album that took her from being a star to a superstar. And so it is an interesting snapshot. And, and it's it's interesting to watch this as this period in her life gets further and further away, knowing who she is now and the way she is now. And, and obviously, you, it's hard to judge someone who is in their early 20s against someone who is nearly 40 now. But it is a very different Kelly than we are sort of used to now. In a way. But then you also still see some like mannerisms that are very similar. Mm -hmm. And that's some personality traits that will never go away. So yes and no. Um, I don't know. I, I've always really enjoyed this 
DBD because I guess because she's not the person who is sharing every aspect of her life. Right. And so it, it is a nice little tree. Granted, it, it is very dated. It is, you know, 17 years old, essentially. Pam, before we get into our sort of breakdown of the DVD itself, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Uh, I kind of now wishing we did this for from Justin to Kelly. And maybe, you know, someday we can go back and do it again. But I want to go on to Amazon and I want to read some reviews. Ooh, this from, is a great idea. From random people and not just any reviews. I want to read the one star <laughs> reviews <laughs> that the Behind Hazel Eyes DVD got, because let's be honest, if you rated this a four or a five, you're obviously a big fan and you're you're seeing it with rose colored glasses. And so I wanted to see what the people who did not like this DVD really had to say about it. So are you ready for these? I don't know what people are going to say, so I'm really curious. <laughs> okay, so this is from user Daisy Maisie. Gave it one star, and the headline is, Not What It Is Advertised To Be. Uh, this review was posted back in January of 2007. It says, It has no videos and lots of boring fillers. I like Kelly's singing, but who cares about her high school teachers unless you have a fatal attraction yeah. to Kelly? Cindy I Glenn. Can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine anyone being interested in this DVD. I threw mine away because no one wants to buy it used. There are a ton available and no one buying. Oh, my God. That's so harsh. <laughs> uh, this one is from Sean G. Also giving it a one star, giving it the headline of this was a, in all caps, ripoff. Uh, this review was written in April of 2005. It says, I love Kelly. That is why I bought the video a month in advance. I thought there would be videos in addition to her biography. This is a bio only exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. No videos, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Poor representation of what you get. And why? Kelly, why no videos? To me, a waste of money totally. You know, I will say I'm reading the back of the DVD right now. And it does say uh -huh. it, it is very vague. So it doesn't promise you music videos, but it says this DVD includes six featured music tracks, five off of her new album, and they list um, Behind These Hazel Eyes, Beautiful Disaster, Since You've Been Gone, Because of You, Breakaway, and one from her smash debut, Thankful, Miss Independence. So yes, in technically, you do hear snippets of the songs. But Pe they're but they're used as like music beds and in the transitions. Yeah. yeah. It, so the, that's, that's misleading. It was, it was very misleading. But people shouldn't assume that the music videos are on here. So I see it both ways. You don't assume things, people. Yeah. And that is that is the biggest complaint about this DVD is that people wanted the music videos. Now, rem now remind you, this came out the, – the DVD was released on March 29th, 2005. So it is uh, four-ish, four or five-ish months into the, the breakaway era. By this point, by the time this video hits stores, we have we have the Breakaway and the Since You've Been Gone video. We may have even had Hazel Eyes by this point. That came out. The song came out right around then, but the video came out in May. So, and the the name of the video itself, I mean, obviously a play on the song itself, but there really weren't that many Kelly videos to choose from. I mean, we had. The idol songs, you had the couple of singles from Thankful. Uh, I mean, I suppose, yeah, you'd probably have like six or seven music videos by this point. But I mean, the 
the Miss Independent DVD, which was the the first uh, sort of video album DVD that Kelly put out during the Thankful era, that had a couple of videos on it. So that took care of that. I mean, there really wasn't a lot of new video content for Kelly to be putting out at this time. No. So it's I, I think the expectation is a little misguided. I mean, nowhere does it say music videos. Mm-mm. On here, and all these people are saying it says that there's videos. I'm like, I don't know what you were it reading. Literally doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it says you can go onto the set of a music video, and it says it features six tracks. I mean, that can be a misleading word for people thinking tracks means videos. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, misunderstood that that's what. And there's even a there's even a review that says. This DVD includes six featured music tracks. You might expect six music videos on a DVD with that description, but in this case, you'd be wrong. Evidently, they justify this claim by the tiny little slices of the songs that play behind the whole movie and documentary. Yeah, and then this is also pre-YouTube. Yeah. So that's also why people were really wanting the music videos because they couldn't access it anywhere else unless they happened to tune into you know MTV at the right time. Yeah. Um, there, there was another video, and I don't, I don't know what happened to the, uh, to the review. Some, I had it somewhere, but it did refer to, uh, not wanting to watch a video, uh, with Kelly going on a boring camping trip with her boring friends. <laughs> I love the camping camera. We'll get into that, Which people. Oh, people yeah. are ruthless. Maybe I am wearing, yeah. you know, the fan hat here, but. Oh yes, here, here. This, the, yeah, the review was from Wally Wonker, and he, uh, he or she was from the UK and they wrote it in 2008. It says big Kelly fan really disappointed with the DVD boring camping trip with her. Very boring friends. Real shame. Please release a live DVD. Stay very clear. Uh, look, I'll agree with the, please leave a uh, release alive. Yes. But at this point, That's I mean, not happening. DVD really? Yeah. Are we, are we really going to release a DVD anywhere? All right, Pam, should we get into the actual video itself? Because we enjoyed it a lot more than those one star commenters did. I love this DVD. Um, You know, I first got this. I got this in 2006, so the year after it came out. And I remember I wore this DVD out. I mean, it Mm -hmm. works. I I watched it last night. Um, My case is broken. There's like, Jeremy can say, wait. Oh. Oh, yeah. Eh, Yeah. yeah, It's broken. But that just means I've used I've, I've used it a lot. But or that you just don't know how to take care of your stuff, Pam. Shush. <laughs> Shh, no one needs to know that. Um, I the first like five six years I had this, I would watch it like probably once a month. I wore this to the ground, but I haven't seen this in at least I would say at least five years. I don't even know mm-hmm. the last time I saw this. Yeah. So as soon as I put the DVD in and you get like that film strip little opener, I just like just all those memories start coming back and i'm like oh my it, god yeah. i have not seen this in years have i seen this yeah, in my it, 20s it, i don't know it does trigger kind of a core memory yeah. when that music starts and the sound effects and everything yeah i i completely agree with that and because it's some random music i'm like i wonder if this was like a demo track that they didn't use probably not i'm willing to bet that it's just some generic Royalty free music or exactly some music from a from a production house somewhere that kind of fit the vibe of Kelly and they just used it anyway. So once again, the DVD is released on March 29th of 2005, and it is still available if you want to seek it out. It is widely available on eBay for pennies on the dollar. (laughs) 
I know you, I found it on Amazon, I think for like six or seven bucks. So if you really do feel the desire to have this DVD as part of your collection, it is still able to be found out in the wild. Uh, I do also know that all of the parts of the DVD are readily available on YouTube and they have been available for at least a year in some cases. I think so I saw I some uploads from literally it said 14 years ago. Yeah, so there is no big push to get the uh, copyrights enforced and taken down. So uh, you can pretty much see the whole of the parts because there's really four parts to the DVD. There is the main feature, which is the hour-long documentary feature. Uh, there are the bloopers. There is the making of the breakaway video. And then there's also what's called Kelly's Camping Camera. And so you can do individual searches on YouTube for all of those things. And for the for the main feature, if you just search for behind Hazel Eyes DVD, just look for the the file that's going to be close to an hour long. And that's the main feature of the of the, uh, of the DVD. It's actually you know what I when I put the DVD in, it's actually not even an hour. It's like 40 minutes. I think everything together is about an hour, including the bonus stuff. Um, not yeah. that it really matters, but it's short. I didn't realize how short it was, but it basically opens up. Where she's on the red carpet for the Princess Diaries 2 premiere. And mm -hmm. people, it's actually funny. There's a, when we were doing our From Justin to Kelly watch party, um, I think we were talking about something about this, this DVD. And when the idea came up to actually do, do this, this I episode. randomly thought of it. And one of the viewers, Katie, um, who I think won one of our prizes for the mm -hmm. viewing party, she is in the opening scene. She's yeah, telling she's the, the camera. That, yeah, she's the fan they interview. Yeah, she's like, we want to get to know her better or mm -hmm. something like that. And I think that was a really great opening part because it really shows how much the fans connect with her. Even obviously, like Kelly doesn't know most of us on a personal level. We feel like we know her so well because that's just how her personality is. Uh -huh. So I enjoyed so it. Yeah, yeah. Let, and so, yes, that's how the, the main part of the whole DVD starts. We then get a shot of Kelly opening the door and suddenly there she is standing there. Oh, hi, camera crew. So you bought my DVD. And I'm like, oh, cringe. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, if you go back and watch this first scene with Kelly opening the door and welcoming you to the DVD, she is out of focus. This was is she? not very – no, yeah, she is. She's out of focus. <laughs> it's not very well shot. I have bad eyesight, well so I edited. never noticed it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was something I, I don't even think I ever noticed until one of my more recent viewings of the DVD. And now it's all I can see when I first start watching it is just seeing her out of focus. And they're more focused on like the door behind her. So I'm like, oh, great. Uh, but either way, uh, so she gives you a, sort of a rundown of what the DVD is going to be like. And he sort of sets you up for the journey that you're going to go on. And, and the first thing that we do is we go back to what is called the early years of Kelly and we take her back to the, her elementary school. Now, I should preface at the beginning of this, I'm going to reference a lot of different things uh, when it comes to the time that she spends back in Fort Worth and Burleson because I used this DVD as my tour guide for when I made my, and if I'm going to just go ahead and call it this, even though this is not what it was, <laughs> my pilgrimage, if you will, to Burleson back in 2007. So I 
watched the DVD very closely, wrote down a lot of names of places, found all the places, and visited pretty much every one of the sites that you see, with the exception of some of the inside plate. Like, I didn't go inside the elementary school. Yes, that would be a but little I, much. But I, yeah, that'd be a, uh, that's a little extra. But I did go to the elementary school. And in fact, uh, there's, a, there's a funny story that I'll share when we get a little further along. Uh, but one of the first places that Kelly goes, and she's welcomed by a throng of screaming children, is her old elementary school in Fort Worth, Luella Merritt Elementary School. Uh, she's met there by some of her teachers and they're all taking photos. Again, this is 2004. So this is before Breakaway comes out. They don't even realize the mega star that is about to happen with this woman who and, has just shown up to the school. And like Miss Independent was massive, as we know, but she was going to get even bigger. And yeah. I, I love the intro. She's like hugging all the little the, the little kids. And yeah, she's talking with the teachers. I just thought it was – and she's just so chill. She's like, hey, hey y'all. Like just so yeah. – literal girl next door that she said like yeah you know i've been nominated for grammys whatever no biggie like <laughs> you know i'm just gonna go back to my school um and then she goes in and she goes into the library and she starts talking at normal pitch and then she's like oh i have to whisper there's a class going on i don't know i thought it was really yeah. cute and then she points to that there's a big clock where uh-huh. she was like, this is where my tardiness started. <laughs> and she was like, I was always late growing up. So I thought that was really cute. But my favorite is the next part while she's in the school is she goes to the auditorium. Oh, uh, yes. Um, She basically does a little dance on stage. And mm-hmm. this is my first introduction to When Dubs Cry by Prince. Liz <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kelly. Yeah, I know. Yikes. Um. This is my first introduction. So she t- talks about how she was in like a talent show when she was younger with these two other girls, Amber Gibson and Christy Former. I, those names are forever <laughs> in my head. Um, and she does like a little Prince dance. It's to When Doves Cry. And I memorized that dance because I'm a weirdo and I've seen this so many times. So when she busted this song out on the Piece by Piece tour, I was hoping she would bust this dance out, but she didn't. <laughs> Uh, she was probably like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, but it was really fun to see her dance. She does like the Roger Rabbit and some other yes. fun stuff. Um, uh, can we also give a shout out to the fact that Kelly Clarkson knows the kid and play dance, which is fantastic and probably went over the heads of most of her fans who were not alive, like Pam, <laughs> who were not alive in the 80s. Oh, telling you, kid, look them up on YouTube, man. Kid and play. Uh, ain't gonna hurt nobody. Oh, so good. <laughs> and they do they do that dance where it's the two guys and they like lock their feet and then they kind of go in a circle. So good. I th- I even saw they have uh, kid and play have Funko Pops now, and if you put the two together, their feet like touch together. That's fine. Kelly needs a. Funko that's how Pop. iconic. That's how iconic that dance is. And yes, she does. And you It'll better happen. believe I will buy them all. Oh yeah, it will happen eventually. I'll buy them all up. But yeah, she does. <laughs> She does need one. I'm actually shocked there hasn't been one yet. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the the, the uh, talk show is finally getting t-shirts made. So, you know, give it time. Yes. Yes. Shout out to the talk show for finally getting a merch store. Yeah. Um. One comment about the Prince dance that I have to make is, mm-hmm. so throughout the DVD, they will do like random, you know, B-roll shots or not, maybe not B-roll, just like side shots, like commentary shots of Kelly, like in her house, just commenting on 
stuff in the yeah. DVD. So she comments about this dance and she says, I hope he never sees that. And it's super vague, <laughs> but we can assume she's talking about her boyfriend at the time who we're going to see later in the DVD, David Hodges. Oh I-, oh, I thought she was totally talking about Prince. Oh, I thought it was David Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally thought she was like, God, I hope Prince never sees me perform this. And I'm like, yeah, because Prince is buying random pop singers <laughs> biography DVDs in the 2000s. I thought it was her boyfriend. <laughs> That's funny. We don't know. Though. I mean, look, you can. Yeah. I mean, you can believe whatever you want. But if yeah, if you want to go with uh, thinking that David Hodges shouldn't see that. Uh... Uh, that's funny. Um, and then so after that, then she goes to see one of um, goes to see one of her teachers who well she, she tries to see this teacher and she finds out that the teacher had retired. But then this is Mrs. Matthews. Mrs. Matthews. She goes into the classroom and Miss Matthews happens to be there and surprises her. And it's a cute little thing where she talks about you know Kelly was always a bright student and Kelly just talking over her the entire time. Which I bumped on this because I'm like. How does her first grade teacher remember her? I mean, she this might would have not. been she might not. this would have been fifteen years later. And if and if you go back and you rewatch the segment where the the first grade teacher is talking about Kelly, they are very generic terms that she d- describes her in. Yeah, that could very well have been about I don't know any of her students. I'm just thinking, how do you possibly remember? One kid that you have, because I have a I have a kid who just finished kindergarten, and those teachers have at least twenty five kids. Yeah. Then you multiply that by however many more years she taught, and I just have a very hard time believing that this teacher and and no shade to Ms. Matthews, I I I'm sure you were a wonderful teacher, <laughs> but I just can't wrap my head around a teacher remembering one student. You know, 15 years before she was well known to anybody. Yeah. I mean, she was probably just being nice. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's all right. Um, And then Kelly goes into the gym and she refers to herself as the jump rope queen Uh and does a bunch of little tricks on the jump rope. Um, Very impressed by her jump rope skills. And then I'm going to let Jeremy talk about the last part because this will tie into his little story of going to Burleson. Yes. So then after Kelly goes to the gym, she then goes out to the playground and she talks about she talks about some playground games like we've never heard of them. Like, y'all remember four square? <laughs> yeah, like, there were squares and you like did big cherry bombs. And I'm like, yes, yeah, so Kelly, everybody knows four square. Like every school in America has four square. Uh, she also I also bumped on the fact that she mentioned that they played soccer on that concrete field. I'm like, God, this is. Like, how poor was your school? Like, you played on a concrete slab for Yikes. soccer, but maybe that was just me paying too close of attention. But either way, after that, she goes out and she wants to show people the thing that everybody fought over on the playground. And it is this death trap of a lawsuit waiting to happen <laughs> playground toy. I have never seen anything like this. We didn't have these at my school. It is all metal. It is a large drum that you like, like you run on and like you hold onto a bar while you're running in place. I don't even know why this is fun because it's like, how would you like to run but not get anywhere? And not have really control. You don't control. Then get on this apparatus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so she describes how she got onto this little apparatus and then proceeded to fall off and hit her teeth, her teeth. Her two front teeth got knocked out. 
on the bar. I mean, it just sounds incredibly painful. And then, of course, she like slaps her face on the big drum because, of course, you would and gets all bloody and everything. Well, of course, again, I said before that I I went to Burleson in Fort Worth uh, a few years after this DVD came out and I I found the playground and I have a picture of me on this exact same piece of equipment. I am doing the whole like teeth on the <laughs> thing just like Kelly did so we have a matching photo we'll put the we'll put the comparison photo yes. out on social media you'll have to look for that but uh, yeah so i i did get a chance to uh, to stand on that very playground and i will say and this is so embarrassing for me to admit i did take a memento from the playground oh i have a small handful of the rocks from that playground <laughs> In my possession. I know. If you I look know. really closely, you'll see a speck of Kelly's blood. <laughs> <laughs> we searched for hours to find rocks with blood on them. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I did I did take a memento from the elementary school playground where Kelly once played. And now you have to you have to excuse my, like, fanboyness because <laughs> this was 2007. I was at my absolute apex of my fandom like i went on a pilgrimage to burleson like what else would i do so yes i i do have some of those i took a couple of mementos home from my trip uh that i'll talk about throughout this uh this episode but yes the first one was i got some rocks and a a photo op from that particular playground (laughs) so after that so she's done at her school then she's just like in her car driving around her neighborhood where she grew up and she just talks a lot about like her family and like how everyone was like so she, like how everyone was split up. She didn't grow up with her sister and her brother just because of divorce and everything. And then talking about how one year for Christmas, her family family pulled in some money to um, get her a keyboard that she wrote her first song on. She just talks about that a little bit. Um, and then she goes to her high school. Yes, to Burleson High School, which, by the way, again, I have visited, (laughs) and it is one of those stereotypical Texas high schools in that it is a massive school with a massive football field. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, it looks like the the football field of a small college. Oh, wow. Because Texas. Because Texas. Yep. Yes. So she starts to talk a little bit about how she did a lot of musical theater when she was there, um, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and Brigadoon. She shows some pictures of her on stage, always fun. And then we see the OG, Miss Cindy Glenn. That's right. We love Cindy Glenn. Yes. If you are aware of Kelly's history, you know that uh, Cindy Glenn is the teacher that pseudo discovered Kelly, so to speak, and, and her musical abilities. She has told the story before about how Miss Glenn heard her singing in the hallways and got her to audition for some of the school musicals and the rest is history. So Miss Glenn is sort of a a person that is held in high prominence, not only in Kelly's life, but also kind of in the fandom a little bit. I think that I don't 
I don't want to necessarily say that Miss Glenn would be a celebrity amongst <laughs> Kelly fans. Maybe back in like the in the mid 2000s yeah. when she was when like the DVD came out and when Kelly was talking about her more at the time. Uh, maybe not so much now, but back then, I mean, I would be willing to bet that there would be Kelly fans like, oh, I want to meet Miss Glenn just to get a picture oh with my her, you God, know? That would be so funny. I remember a couple years ago, it's it was one of the first seasons Kelly was on The Voice. I think I tuned in to NBC like a couple minutes early. And I guess like, I don't know, like Access Hollywood or one of those shows was finishing up. And they had an interview with Cindy Glenn recently. Oh. It was within the last two or three years. I really want I. I might have a video of it somewhere. I don't know. I think I like in a panic took like a 10 second video. I was like, oh my God, Cindy Glenn's on my TV in 2019. Um, <laughs> and it was like her, like, you know, recent, like you can tell because she looks different. And I just, I don't remember the actual context, but I remember I was like, whoa, blast from the past. But um, was it Kelly related? The reason why they were interviewing her? Yeah. Okay. Because it was it was right at the be- I think it was the first or second season of Kelly doing the voice. It may have been the first season. So they were super excited to get any Kelly promo on there. So I think mm-hmm. they did something with that. It was right before the voice aired. It was like, you know, 10 minutes beforehand on like Access Hollywood. So I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, going back to the DVD, they interview Cindy Glenn and she's like, I love the quote that she just says so nonchalantly, Kelly's been blessed by God. That is one incredible yeah. voice. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Accurate. Yeah, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Uh, also, also, around the time of the Miss Glenn interview, we also get to see some shots of Kelly's brother, Jason, who early in her career had a very pivotal role in her day to day. I think I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to say rather that he was her manager, but I mean, he had a pretty important day to day role in her life. Could have been like an job. assistant kind of role. Yeah. But yeah, he was very prominent. And then I want to say not long after sort of this DVD hits the she- hits the streets and I think it's kind of between Breakaway and My December, Jason kind of fades out of the picture and we really don't hear about him much anymore at all. No, not at all. Now we hear more about her sister or a lot more. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what's up with that. But yeah, he was yeah, very J- prominent. Jason is... Yeah, Jason is very prominently featured in this video. He's in several of the scenes and scenarios that, I, that Kelly goes I out on. I think at the time she had a, a house in Texas. That's where we see a lot of these shots in the DVD. And I think she was living with Jason and Ashley Donovan, I think, was also living there. I think she mentions that some at some point in the DVD. So um, after the high school... She shows a, a montage of a lot of pictures of, you know, her and her friends throughout high school and throughout like her very early 20s. It's really nice to and see her way, just hanging. Yeah. And, and I know and I also wrote a note on this that it, it appears that most of the photos that they share are post winning American Idol because she is definitely in her like 20s at the at that point. Yeah. So it's a lot more recent photos. There's a couple of high school photos that she shares, but for the most part, most of those photos are are relatively recent. Yeah. And it's really fun just to see them like, you know, going to restaurants or just going to bars and just hanging out. It was just it's really refreshing. Um, now I can't I can't speak for you, Pam, because yeah. I know you were still yet to arrive at the fandom at this point. But I do remember Specifically, when I was on the Express and this DVD came out, 
there were all out hunts for nearly every shirt that Kelly is seen wearing in this DVD. I remember that everybody the, loves an Irish girl. Every yes, well, th- those were just really trendy to begin with. Like I feel like non Kelly fans, those were just very trendy, depending on what your ethnicity yeah. was or religion or whatever. Um, yeah. I do. I have a weird story about that. Okay. So in this photo montage, not like not in like one of the scenes, you know, not the soft and cuddly shirt that Kelly wears, that pink shirt yeah. or orange shirt. Um, in the photo montage, just what I was talking about. She at one point she's wearing an Aerosmith T-shirt. It's a black mm-hmm. Aerosmith shirt. I didn't realize until about two or three years after I had this DVD that I had the shirt. Oh, funny. And I had no idea when I bought it that I just I bought it because I was stupid and young at the time. And I was one of those young people that was like, I'm going to buy a band, even though I only know one song by the artist. Um, mm-hmm. I know more now, but I bought an Aerosmith shirt because I knew Kelly loved Aerosmith. And it took me about solid two or three years later of me watching a DVD for the hundredth time and be like, wait a minute, I own that shirt. Um, <laughs> but no, I was not on the hunt per se. Yeah. I know there was another shirt that a lot of people were trying to find, and that is a shirt that she shows in the photo montage. And it's the photo of her and Jessica's husband. And she's wearing a red shirt that says, often speaks out of turn. Yes. And I know a lot of fans were trying to hunt that shirt down because I think that particular photo showed up in a lot of different places. Like, I think it might have even ended up in a tour book or she's seen wearing that shirt a few times. And so that became a well-known shirt among the fandom. And so people were seeking it out. And I'm imagining that some of these shirts were like from, um, you know, American Eagle or, or like Abercrombie uh, or Hollister, Hollister. Yeah. Or, you know, Urban Outfitters or something that, you know, places where you get your trendy T-shirts. Yeah. And so I know that there was probably a run on people trying to find all these shirts. But I do remember there were a lot of fans saying, where can I get XYZ shirt? Because I totally love that shirt. Although I don't know if the soft and cuddly shirt got any love. I don't know if it did. I kind of like it, even though I would never wear it. But um, the Aerosmith shirt I have, I think I got the same day as I got the ACDC For Those About to Rock t-shirt, the one that she's wearing in the Seventeen magazine. You know that? Mm-hmm. I got those at Mandy's, which is a very um, 2000s store. I think that there are a few that still exist in the world, but uh, it is yeah. your... Um, stereotypical 2000 store so yes i got mine at mandy's in case anyone wants to try there (laughs) 15 years later (laughs) uh it's around this time in the dvd we also meet jessica and mary Uh, they're sort of the first times that they get uh, put on the camera of course uh mary and jess are two of kelly's oldest friends uh the the history goes that jessica is the one that got kelly to try out for american idol when she wins she buys jesse a car and uh, these two ladies, along with Ashley Donovan, are sort of part of the core friend group that the fandom really learns a lot about and sees all over the place in the first uh, the first years of when Kelly is very prominent. Uh, obviously, uh, we all have sort of been aware that there was a falling out between Kelly and Jessica. We're not really going to get into it because it's none of our beeswax. But we do know that uh, Kelly and Mary are still friends. In fact, I think Mary was the most recent friend uh, referenced. I know Kelly referenced her on the Kelly Clarkson show yeah. when she had Garth Brooks on because I think Mary's the one who introduced Kelly to Garth's music. 
And so she uh, she mentions she shouts her out yeah. when uh, she's talking about Garth Brooks. So obviously that friendship is is still intact. Yeah. And I think just to go back a couple episodes ago when we had Jen on for our from Justin to Kelly episode, she refers to Jess a lot. Yeah. This is the Jess that we're talking about. So it's Kelly. Yeah. Who is sometimes referred to as Jebby. You'll hear that sometimes. Yep. Um, yep. So when it was like Kelly's early website days and you asked Jebby or Jess, whatever, it was this friend. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jess, uh, specifically Jessica was very prominent and well known on the the message boards and on the website because she did have a role in Kelly's career. Um, and then uh, I should also say there was another friend. She's not featured in the uh, DVD at all, but there was another friend, April, uh, who she appears is, at one small point in the DVD. And I'm trying to remember which. Oh, does, um, is it is it when they're bowling? I think it's when they're bowling. Okay. Yeah, April's when they're bowling. That's, that's the only time you. But you see her for like five seconds. Split second. Yeah. Yeah, because April uh, was also a singer. Yeah. And she and her, she and her husband had a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that. I forgot what they're called. They were called the Sugarfoot Band. That's right. And the only reason why I easily remember that is because at one point during the breakaway era, somehow I got connected with April. Oh. And I actually, or actually, I take that back. I got connected with April, but then April connected me with her husband. And he and I worked together, and I actually designed their band's logo. What? That's so cool. Fun fact. Your claim to fame. And it was really, I mean, looking back, because I still have the files on my computer, looking back on it, it was a really crappy logo. Like, I feel... (laughs) I feel bad. I mean, it would look. I mean, it looked probably fine for the day. I was going to say for but, you know two thousand four, two thousand five. It's fine. I was very early into my graphic design career at that point, so I was not a stellar designer. I could do a much better job now, but uh, but for what it was at the time, it was great. It was a uh, it was a, a picture of the state of Texas, and then I wrote the Sugarfoot Band in this like very stereotypical early two thousands font, and then instead of the um i want to say instead of the a in the band or there was a word that or there's a letter that i replaced with a star and the star was right over the fort worth area because that's where they were from oh that's cool i like that yeah so if you ever saw that logo anywhere i designed that logo i and so I, that's my connection with april and and her husband that's so cool i didn't know that wow. yeah see you're still going to learn yeah. new stuff about how crazy I was back then. It's okay. I'm not judging all you. That's the, really cool. All these episodes later. Uh, okay. So after we meet uh, Jess and Mary, we then go on a little field trip to the Fort Worth Zoo, which is where Kelly works. Of course, if you were a fan early on and you were really doing the deep dives about what Kelly's past life was like, we all came across the interviews where she mentions that she wanted to originally be a marine biologist which she again mentions in the DVD and then talks about how, well, of course, most kids wanted to be marine biologists when they like, were younger because they like, wanted to work with animals. I was like, I didn't want to be a marine biologist. <laughs> I know. I never did either. So maybe no. I missed that whole point. I'm not a big animal guy. I mean, I like them just fine, but I never had that point where I'm like, I want to take care of them for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, thought that was funny. But yeah, it was cool. They showed like a little, like they found her a file and they showed a picture of her and mm-hmm. they were like, what do you hope to accomplish? And she's like, well, it was supposed to be animal related, but I made it singing. So I said, I want yeah. to be a singer. Um, I thought that was uh, really cute. This part of the DVD has my favorite 
line and it's it's one of the few jokes in the whole dvd but it's my favorite line of the whole dvd and that is when kelly is feeding the giraffe malaika yeah and she talks about how the giraffe eats her tree branches like mary eats wings (laughs) i love that line which still makes me laugh to this day because i just think that comparing how someone eats wings to how a giraffe eats vegetation is very odd it's a very odd comparison, but it still delights me every time I hear I it. I love that. That was great. Um, uh, after that, uh, then we head off to Busy Bees. Busy Bees. You know what, yes, Busy Bees Bakery over in Burleson. Uh, this is where Kelly goes to pick up some cinnamon rolls. Is that what she and, picks up? I, n- I never listen yes. to what she actually gets. Uh, she Yeah, she picks up a box of cinnamon rolls. And this is uh, this one's a little funny because if you watch the bloopers that are on the DVD later on, you figure out that this whole scene was staged because in the real footage, you see that Kelly gets to the point where she's going to pay for the cinnamon rolls. And then she says, hold on. I don't actually she have goes, any money. Pause. I don't have any money. <laughs> pause. I love the pause. <laughs> but when you watch the the main presentation on the DVD, it's it all seems like a very clean transaction. She has the twenty dollars ready to go. Uh, again, this is another place that we did visit on our pilgrimage to. How Burleson. was it? Was it, it good? It was good. We, uh, my, uh, our friend Jenny Ray, who we had on the podcast earlier, she and I were the ones who went down to Burleson and we did in fact get cinnamon rolls from Busy Bees. They were very good. I do remember that. And the, the inside looks exactly like how it looked in the DVD. They had the little, uh, Coca Cola menu board. And then right next to that is a, autographed picture of Kelly from the thankful era. It was still there exactly as it looked on the DVD. I mean, it was weird. Like we opened the door and we walked in and you suddenly felt like you were in the DVD because I'm like, I recognize every square inch of what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> and I, I, I know someone who went within the last four or five years and she said it still looks exactly the same. Yep. I believe yeah. it. And I'm assuming that I'm assuming the picture is still hanging. Yes. I would hope. Yes. Good. Yep. Good. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, so after the pastry shop, this is when uh, Kelly gets her friends all together and they decide to go on a totally normal day of bowling, just like every other every person does. And they go to a big entertainment complex uh, down in the Fort Worth area called Main Event. And Kelly talks about how it does have, in fact, lots of different things. They've got all these different games like arcades and whatnot and things to play in addition to a bowling alley. And again, going back to the pilgrimage, I, in fact, did go with uh-huh. Jenny Ray. We went we went to the main event. Uh, we did go bowling. Yes. Did, we tr- did, we tried did it look to similar? Get, it looked very similar. Um, we did try to get lane number four like Kelly and her friends had, <laughs> but it was currently in use. So Damn. we couldn't use the exact lane. I will say that if you go and you watch the DVD or if you watch the the full feature very closely, you will see that Kelly and her friends get a private bowling session. Uh, you can do see they? it at the very be- – They do, yeah. It's actually a very large bowling alley with like 30 or 40 lanes. But if you watch the DVD, it looks like they only have like eight lanes. Yeah. And that's – and that's because they curtained it off. And so you can see it in two different places. There is at the very beginning when Kelly and her friends come to the counter to ask for shoes, there's a big black curtain behind them. That's sort of part of the area that's 
cordon off. And you can see like there's a big group of girls standing behind them, kind of looking at Kelly and then talking amongst themselves. And they look more at Kelly. They're obviously people who know who they are and they see that somebody's being filmed. So they know that there is a celebrity in the house. And then near the about the end of the part where they're bowling. There's a shot. It's like right after Kelly does the whole joke with her brother where she's like scoffing at the floor oh, yeah. or something on the floor. Uh, if you look behind them, you can see the wall, the the temporary partition that has been pulled so that they have a private area to bowl and like people aren't coming up to them. Um, because, like I said, the the area where they bowl is actually much, much larger. So they did have a private area to to have fun and, and hang out with their friends. Because it always looked like there were like a couple random people like other in other lanes. I think those were actually people that were were there with them. I think there was a large group oh, of people. Interesting. Okay. I need yeah. to rewatch that because I never I never put two and two together. Uh you also see that uh Kelly points out that she's wearing her main event socks <laughs> and that's probably because she showed up in flip-flops or or whatever. Well, that is what main event gives you if in fact you don't have socks to wear with your shoes. Yeah, did she wear used socks? She wore house socks and I think either you have to buy them or they might give them to you, but and I will show this to Pam. Oh yes, baby. <laughs> Your boy, your boy got some main event socks that say in purple letters, main event. Oh, my God. Did you get to keep them? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I thought like yeah. they just like reused the socks and I'm like, that's disgusting. No, no. You uh, you definitely don't. Uh, you don't reuse old people's socks. <laughs> okay. No, there's, There are plenty of, socks uh, to go around. of places. Uh, and you know what? It's funny. I actually I just realized this. I haven't I haven't looked at my pictures from this trip in a really long time, but I'm actually looking at my photos and we we tried to get on lane number four, whatever it was that that Kelly and her friends used. We ended up it looks like we ended up on lane nine. But you can actually see in my photo next to me, you can see the partition wall oh, that yeah. was closed off for Kelly and her friends. So it looks like they had about 10 lanes worth of bowling closed off for them, but you can see it in my photo and I'll post all of these photos uh, on social media when, uh, when the episode comes out. But yeah, it, uh, it was fun. We did some glow in the dark bowling. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. That's so funny. I want to go down there at some point, but I like, I feel like I need to plan it around. Like if she doesn't like a Dallas tour date, that's yeah. what I'm going to try to do. You know, that's a, that's a good thing to aspire to is to go to like a hometown show. Yeah. I think, it, I think if that's, if you've ever wanted to try to do, a lot of things in a in a sort of a Kelly fandom, a hometown show would be a great thing. Yeah. On my bucket list for one day. Yes. Um, so after this, then Kelly takes us on her camping trip that she goes on with Mary and Jess. And there are two camping parts. There's the one that made the main DVD and then there's the bloopers, mm-hmm. the actual camping camera. Yes. Um, so, yeah. As far as the main DVD goes, they they go camping. They try to set up a tent. They realize that it's all rock, so it's probably not going to be the best and most comfortable. But they make classic. They make the tent eventually. They have it go up, and while yeah. while she's doing this, there's also like some you know offside Kelly commentary from her house where she's just casually making a PB and J. Kelly likes grape jelly, apparently. It would appear, yes. (laughs) yes. I just wanted to point that out. Um, Then they go fishing at one point. Um, 
she just like they just like go up to random guys this random guy and she's yeah. like hey can i go fishing or something <laughs> like what? yeah they don't they don't go fishing they bum rush some poor guy who's just out there fishing and he gives them a pole and worms i was not i was not expecting this no it was a plot twist and i bet you he did not know who kelly clarkson was he he did not seem like the 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 what we call a P one fan. He did not seem like the tier one of fans of hers. No. There was something else too that I learned from this. Now I'm not I'm not a big fisherman. I've I've fished a bunch when I was a kid with my grandparents, but I I don't continue to fish to this day. But there was always something that that struck me strange in this video, and that was them talking about putting turkey on the the hook. Yeah. I'd, I've never heard this before. I've never gone fishing. Is that a surprise? Probably not. Um, no, not for a New York gal. No. no. So I, I have zero comments. I, I don't know. I, I have zero context on how fishing works. I was just, I'd never seen someone use turkey as bait. And maybe that's a thing and it's widely known in the fishing community. Okay, great. You caught me. I'm not a fisherman. I've always used worms. Maybe they ran out of worms. I don't know. Or maybe it was, <laughs> like, maybe it was left over from lunch. They had some yes. deli meat. I don't know. <laughs> um, I have one other, I have one other yeah. comment on the camping trip. And yeah. this is going to reference the special edition uh, or the special features with the camping video. They were not the only ones on the camping trip. Uh, they they absolutely were not. Really? Because if you, if you watch Kelly's camping video, there is a lot of male voices in the background. Are you sure it's not crew members? There, there really wouldn't be crew members though. I mean, and plus, I don't think they would be talking a lot. But I don't, I do not buy that they were out there by themselves. I think there were other people with them, but they just never showed them on camera. I feel like what happened was probably here's my thought process: is that they were there for one night. <laughs> I love how we're hypothesizing. This I know, is a camping right? trip from 2004. Okay, and we're dissecting it like it's the Zapruder <laughs> film. Okay, so I have a feeling you could be right, but here's my theory: the three of them drove up, and they had a, they had a camera crew as well, a small camera crew, but a, a camera crew that filmed them the first day they were there, and that's what we see on the main DVD, just some like random stuff. Then they leave, give the girls a camcorder, the, and then they film themselves at night, and they film themselves um, sporadically during the trip as well, because. Yeah. There's definitely during the camping camera, it's definitely like shaky and yeah, they, it's definitely them filming on like a camcorder. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to know For the sure. answer. Yeah. These are, I mean, the, the voices I hear in like the daylight when they're doing the like real world type of confessional interviews and, um, and by the way, you know, again, something that very much dates this DVD is the multitude of Blair Witch references. Yeah. There was like three or four of them in that camping video. I was like, okay, so we at least definitely know when this is. Yeah. Um. So you know, they're also trying to get fire to start, and Kelly's out there like scraping rocks, trying to start a fire, and then she looks over, and her friends have already started a fire. Um, yeah. They make s'mores at one point. I forgot that she does a little John impression, which made me so happy when they're yeah, when they're yeah. making s'mores. Um, yep. And then. The next morning, they get up and go, quote unquote, hiking, which is really them just like going to like like a dock and sitting on a dock. But I will say that her outfit here where she's like layering the two tank tops, it was mm-hmm. very like a 2000s trend. And I, I this caught that kind of inspired me to do that myself. 
and very iconic look. Screw. I mean, I love Mean Girls. Don't get me wrong, but screw Mean Girls. This is the reason why I bought army pants. <laughs> this is, she does wear a lot of camo in this video. She does, and I still own. I bought a pair of camo pants like right like 2007 or something, mm-hmm. and I still have them. Nice. I still have them, and Kelly from the CBD inspired me to buy army pants. So. <laughs> All right. So after we go on the camping trip, we do a full 180, and we are now at the Princess Diaries to premiere at Disneyland. Career Kelly, where she's signing fan mail and talking about, oh yes, I love my work yes. as well. And she, yes, she goes to to uh, Disney World and or D- Disneyland. She's a- Disneyland, Disneyland in California, yeah, because um, that's where they had the premiere. And we see a couple of Kate, like Kelly fans there. We see Nettie. You yeah. see Nettie on the red yep. carpet. You see that Katie, uh-huh. who we mentioned earlier, and I think Abby's there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, I know if them. It's not it. I was saying, if it's not Abby, it is a spot-on <laughs> doppelganger Twin. for Abby. Because yeah. I rewound it a couple of times. I'm like, is that Abby? It is. Um, it was cool. She brought her friends out with her. Yeah. For a trip. I thought that was I thought it was a little sus that so many people had signs for Kelly in the red carpet line. Like this is supposed to be a premiere and I don't I don't know how premieres work out there in in the Hollywood. So I don't know if they give you a heads up of who the stars are that are going to be at premieres. I don't know how that works, but I just thought it was a little convenient that all these fans just happen to have signs for Kelly Clarkson. Never mind the fact that this movie has Anne Hathaway, who at that point was a huge star. Julie Andrews, who was Mary freaking Poppins (laughs) is also in this movie. And yet everybody's got signs for Kelly Clarkson. I, I'm not saying they were planted. I'm just saying it's sus. That's all. Nettie, Katie, or Abby, if anyone is listening, can you give us some inside uh, knowledge? Were those handed out? Were those handed out? How did you know she was going to be there? Give us the 411 because I'm very curious. Uh, they also do some shots of uh, Kelly and uh, I think it's her brother, right? Or is it uh, is it Jess, uh, Jesse's husband? Oh, with the uh, the teacup ride. Well, they're riding the yeah, they're riding it's the teacups. Ju- it's Jess's yeah, it's Jess's husband. She does it with. She, they do the yeah. the teacup ride. Oh my god, looks! I got yeah. nauseous looking at it. Uh, shout out to Ashley Donovan for actually rocking a Mickey shirt yes. while she was at Disneyland. Excellent. I always, as a Disney dad, I I appreciate that aesthetic very much. I thought what um, one thing that I noticed when she was on the red carpet, she was doing a bunch of like interviews because this was like the song breakaway had been out, but like the album had not been. Since you've been gone, I don't think was even out. So she was talking to one reporter. She was like, yeah, this album's really different. It's like really rock. I remember saying that. I'm like, (laughs) she's like, yeah, it's more like Miss Independent Low. It's rock. And I'm like, oh, if if people only knew what was (laughs) in store. You only knew what was coming. (laughs) Yeah. I always love that. Uh, So then uh, we also see uh, Kelly doing more. It's like the second phase of the interview of the DVD. And so it's more professional Kelly. She's I think she's on the set of a she might be. Was was she on the set of the photo shoot or was that just in a different location? Before I get to that, just before I get to that, the Princess Diaries 2 premiere is also the very first introduction in this DVD that we get to David Hodges who at the time yes. was Kelly's boyfriend. So just want to preface yes. that. Um, but we're going to get to more of him in, in, in a second. But yeah, so after the premiere, 
they go to, to do a photo shoot and it's with this photographer named Tony Duran. It, it, he also did the thankful photo shoot and this mm-hmm. was for the breakaway album. Now I'm going to set and which looks stunning. She's in a pool. She's doing all these awesome poses. I will say, I know we all say that like my December is like the best photo album photo shoot ever, which I will argue. I think it's gorgeous. I think Breakaway had the potential to being on par with it, but they didn't choose the right photos because some of the photos mm-hmm. that you see in this DVD, like some of the scenes and some of the outfits that she's wearing, I think like would have been much better than what is as what we know to be the official promo shots. Yeah. I mean, there there are definitely a couple of them there that I do recognize from being the official promo shots. Yeah. But there are a few that I think never really saw the light of day, which I think could have been amazing. But yeah, it was it was cool yeah. to see how like a little behind the scenes of a, of the photo shoot. Um, she's like, I like Tony. He always makes me look good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> One of the things I I noticed when again they're doing you know they're talking to career Kelly at this point. Uh, they you know there there was a lot of like interview clips. Just the the producer of the of the documentary talking with Kelly about things, she has gotten so much better in interviews. Now, obviously, she would because she was in her early twenties at this point, and after so many years in the industry, of course, you're going to get better interviewing. But you could just tell how young and inexperienced she was being interviewed by watching this DVD because of just the way that she answers questions. There's not a lot of substance to the answers. And also, and we probably should have mentioned this at the top, but it is a stellar drinking game. If you decide to drink every time Kelly says the word cool, oh, watch out because you will be on your ass by the end <laughs> of this DVD if you drink every time she says cool. I never noticed that. Now I have to go back oh, and rewatch yeah. it. Gladly. Go yeah, That's go back funny. and uh, try it out, and you will. Uh, oh yes, you have a fun yeah, night. buddy. Um, so Absolutely. after this, then she talks a little bit about like her songwriting process, and I don't even remember really what she says to be honest. But I just know that she goes to sit at her desk and she pulls out mm-hmm. her her like MacBook, and mm-hmm. she just starts to write. And if you look closely, yeah. she's typing the lyrics to "Where's Your Heart." So it's not like she's like writing yeah. new material for the camera. It's like yeah. she's writing one of the songs. But I thought it was kind yeah. of cool, like her little setup. It's a nice little Easter egg, especially you know for at the point that this DVD came out. You know, the album had been out for four or five months, and so you just might think to yourself, "Oh man, this is when she wrote that song." I'm like, that's not really how it works. No, they just needed some. You know, you, b-roll of her doing yeah, you don't get all dolled up and write a song from your album for in front of While a camera being filmed. exactly um now meanwhile my, while this is going on pam realized a very small <laughs> oh, <no>. minute <laughs> small minute detail that i'm gonna make her talk about because oh, this suck. is the kind of this is the kind of deep dive that we went on this dvd which by the way the podcast about the dvd longer than the dvd already <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, if you, oh my god, I hate you. I'm gonna look like such a <laughs> such a creep. <laughs> I texted Jeremy um, last night when I was watching this, and I like took a picture of the "Where's Your Heart" computer screen, but then I like zoomed in, and like if you look at her desktop, um, oh wait, you know what? I think I yeah, I think I took a video actually. But if you look at the desktop, there's like a little photo. On there, you can't see what the photo is, but it's called Kelly. It's an icon. What, what did I say? It's called like Kelly and Boys, or 
Yeah, it's like Kelly, comma, and the boys, 001.jpg. And I was like, <laughs> who are the boys? Yeah, who are these who boys? Are um, I also saw- there's also a uh, there's also like a Kelly dot bitmap uh, photo on her desktop too. I, cause I I I snapped a screenshot of that particular scene just so that we could put that out there on social as well. That's so funny. I I also sent that to Rob last night, and he's like, "Oh, I wonder if it's the uh, when she did the uh, I don't know exactly what it was. She did like something for like Australian rugby, and she was like with those male dancers. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Rob was joking that maybe it's a picture of her and the and those those dancers. It's just like this picture that she loves so much she just keeps it on her desktop <laughs> so she can go back and relive it. Exactly. Um, I hate I, mean, I hate not you the, not for the worst explanation. bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Nope. Moving on. That was in my notes to bring uh, up. <laughs> I need to be careful. Um, moving on. So then we go um, towards the end of the DVD. She takes us into the studio and she talks about how her favorite collaborators on the album so far are Ben Moody and David Hodges from Evanescence. Um, to which I said, okay. You wait a few months, honey. You, uh, you will see. You just wait. Uh, to give people some just context. You wait. <laughs> to give people some context, David Hodges was the one who um, basically my December is inspired about because he broke up yeah. with, with Kelly. He was dating someone else the whole time and he got engaged to her the day he broke up with kelly so but we don't know that yet while watching this dvd because they're still happy um but yeah so they go into the studio and they're recording because of you and you learn that they had already finished it but they were listening back and they were like something's missing so they redid it and i think they they also added in like string players and they were basically it's a lot of david also putting on the producer hat and talking about what makes a great song and why Mm -hmm. we needed to redo this. And um, then Kelly also talks about her writing the song at 16, um, how she wrote it because of, you know, decisions parents made and she wanted to help inspire other people who were maybe in broken homes and, you know, ending the cycle and that sort of thing. So I really want to hope that the footage that they have of Kelly recording the song, I really like I want to believe that that is real and that that is actually her recording vocals for the song and not just staging it for the DVD. I have a feeling I, it could like, be. I, I really do. I really, yeah, I really want to hope that that's what that was and not just a performance for the for the video because it, it would be really cool to know that there is archival footage of her recording this record because, I mean, this was the, the biggest record of her career and to have some of that any of it documented is awesome. Something tells me it was real because at one point she's singing something and they cut it kind of abruptly. And David said, you know what? If we don't get it today, we'll just get it on Monday. Yeah. Which, you know, that could have been staged. I don't know. But it it, it seemed sort of genuine. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we, we're on a schedule. We can work on it next week. So I would like to think so. It was really cool to see them in the studio. Um, you get a little bit more in, you know, in some of the bloopers. But it, it was nice to see them working on it. Um, you don't, I don't think Ben's in this at all. I think I don't think he is. But it's I think I think you get like a just a, a shot of the back of his head or yeah. something. It's but it's a very quick. Glimpse. It was cool. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it. But yeah, David's at a piano. He's playing a little bit of a riff of the song, and he kind of just goes on as a producer and um, explain a little bit more about that. It was cool. I, 
I think there is a chance that it is real because if if we think about the timeline, I think this DVD was primarily shot in the summer of 2004. Yep. And so by that point, yes, Kelly had recorded Breakaway already. She could very well have still been recording the album because Princess Diaries 2 came out in, I want to say, early August of 2004. So that does track that Kelly could still have been recording parts of Breakaway at that point. So because the album doesn't come out until no, the end of November. Yes. So absolutely. it's still possible that they are still polishing and, and, and fixing up the album. Like fine tuning. I would say like the majority that would be done by then. But then if they needed to go back yeah. in, because I know I think the last song they scrapped or they, they did was Hazel Eyes. I think they, they went ahead and redid that entirely. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's possible that they were doing some last minute adjustments over the summer. It's very possible. Yeah. Um, that's really it. So that brings, it. Yeah, that brings us to the end of sort of the primary portion of the DVD. That's the the biography documentary uh, part of the DVD that everybody hated so much, <laughs> at least on Amazon. And then you basically at the very end, you just it's a it's a video of Kelly on a, sitting on a piano, Jason playing it, and she's singing "Beautiful Disaster Live." Is that the version that we get on the album? Um, or just so I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I mean, she she doesn't always change up the way she does songs, so it's really hard to tell yeah. if that's the version that we ended up with. But yeah, it, it seemed odd that they threw that clip in there. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's sort of the only real like performance clip that we get mm-hmm. in the entirety of the DVD, really. Yeah, and that's really it for the main DVD. Um, did you have anything to add to any of that, or you want to? Shall we proceed to the bonus track? bonus track the bonus features yeah let's go to the special features so the first one is the breakaway music video behind the scenes one cool thing i want to mention so we are recording this today jeremy i don't know if you picked up on this but i did so we are recording this today on july 10th if you watch the hazel eyes if you watch this little clip the um breakaway music video it was filmed july 10th 2004 how about that? I, I was Look so excited that. when I saw that. Um, 15 jo- years ago to the day that 15, we're recording this. 17. 17. Oh, you're right. My math is bad. Yeah, 17 years. So I thought that was really I really weird coincidence. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So I've always- Good catch. I love the behind the scenes stuff when it comes to music videos. She's done a few of these things with, um, I know she did a making the video um, on MTV for Before Your Love. And then she did something with like um, Entertainment Tonight or one of those for Miss Independence. So we've seen a little bit here and there. Um, This kind of was on a whole new level. So she um, it starts out with her meeting some fans on set. I don't know if they were, you know, contest winners or people who snuck on set or kids of crew members. I have no idea, but she's very friendly with them. She's signing stuff for them, taking autographs. And Uh, the good old days when Kelly signed her full name. I know. (laughs) Now it's just Kelly for lucky. Um, Yeah. And we meet the director, Dave Myers, who is Mm -hmm. a very well-known director. He's done so much stuff. I think, I know he's done stuff for like Missy Elliott. He actually did the Love So Soft video, I think. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think right. He did, I think so. Um, he's very well known. And so he, we, we get an interview with him. He's sitting inside like a movie theater 
because that's one of the scenes. But he's sitting down for an interview. It's very dark and creepy, but he talks about the inspiration that he came up with for the storyline. And it was a lot of going back to Kelly's roots and figuring out what it was like in Texas, how you know she came from a broken family, and that's why we see if a, a, a fighting scene when she's in the car you know, sitting on top of a rooftop dreaming and looking out the window and it's raining like Texas storms. So there was a lot of parallels. And then um, then it goes to superstardom. So she's on a fake red carpet for the Princess Diaries. Um, and she has Ashley Donovan, who is in the music video, there on set with her, which I thought was really cute because they used to work at a movie theater in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um I love the airplane. Which I did not which I did not go to. I did not go to the movie theater. I don't think I knew which theater it was. Otherwise we might have. Um I do know that I have a picture of because at one point I think it's it's when Jess and Mary are listing off all the jobs that she had. Uh, I think it's Mary that mentions that she worked at Hyena's Comedy uh, Club. Comedy Club. I do have a photo of the outside of the comedy club. Nice. So, yes, Um, the airplane scene, very deceiving. But this is how Hollywood works. She was not on an airplane. They had like a little cutout of like four seats, like four, sorry, four rows. And she just slides right in and sits down with her um, portable DVD player. Yes. To watch The Princess Uh, Diaries, too. (laughs) The fact that she's not actually on an airplane did not surprise me at all, because I actually would not expect for her to be on a real airplane. What surprised me the most was that they built this set outside, not on like a soundstage or something, because she, you know, that you see them physically construct the set. And then everybody's talking about how hot it is and, you know, everyone's sweating and whatnot. And I was like, wow, you know, this was a, I don't want to say it was a big budget video shoot, but I mean, it was a video shoot nonetheless. And they're in, I, I think they're in Southern California. Like, why would they not be on a soundstage yeah, somewhere? In July. I, maybe it was cheaper to do it outside. Maybe. But it's it's that's that that's cool there, and then um, then she's in the outside house scene, which that looks like it's on a soundstage, though yeah. like the house where there's the fence, and she's like, "I look like mm-hmm. a vampire." Um, I love that line, <laughs> and that's really it. It's just a little behind the scenes there. Um, not much goes on, but I really yeah. enjoyed those kind of clips, and mm-hmm. that's really about it for that. Yeah. Then we have the blooper reel, which is just a couple of minutes long. Again, these special features are also available on YouTube, so you can seek them out and, and watch them. Um, I mean, there's not a ton remarkable in the bloopers. No. A couple of funny things, you know, kind of makes you, you know, crack a smile. Mocking uh, David think- Hodges, which is my favorite. <laughs> Is that what that you were going to say? The one I was gonna bring, oh, okay, yeah, ahead. that was the one I was going to bring up is that it's the one that I think I've seen gift more than anything else is just her like weird gyrating, pulsing dancing that she does behind David while he's, uh, you know, waxing poetic about Pro Tools. Uh, <laughs> that's that's I mean, the the one that I've seen the most out of anything. Uh, otherwise, you know, it, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's a quote unquote blooper reel. It's just her messing up her lines when she's recording stuff for the DVD and doing silly things so i mean it is what it is it's cute it's charming whatever it's like two minutes long the last thing is kelly's camping camera which jeremy and i have very uh conflicting views on this this portion yeah i think it's hilarious but i also like i remember first seeing this when i was really young so i was just like oh my god kelly and her friends are so cool and then jeremy's like this was a waste of 10 minutes (laughs) i just i mean I thought it was fun the first time I watched it back in 2005, but as I get older, it becomes more and more cringy. 
And I would even be willing to bet that if we showed this to Kelly now, while, yes, she would be a little nostalgic and she would love to see the things that she was doing with her friends, she would also be like, oh, my God, I was such a dork. Yeah. Because they were just it was it was just that way that you are. When you're like, if you remember the first time, I mean, I might be speaking more to our older fan base, you know, the the 35 and up, but the first time you got your hands on a video camera and you like were allowed to go mess with your friends with it, you know, by yourselves and everybody just did dumb stuff with it. You know, you just, you, you said dumb things, you did stupid camera tricks with it. You just acted a fool the whole time you had the camera. And that is essentially what this is. Yeah. It's just them being weird and dorky and goofy. I mean, they're none of it's of any sort of substance whatsoever. And so I think that that's why the older I get, the more cringe it becomes. I think the reason why I still love it is because, again, I saw this when I was really young and I was in my growing years, the formative years. And I think <laughs> it just was like a good representation of being, you know, in your early 20s and just being dorky and not having to follow what you see on TV. I know that sounds kind of stupid, but um, just from a very younger perspective, I I did appreciate this. It's very silly, though, but I think it's I love the quotes like it starts off with them like unloading their car. And I just love the the squirrels get turned on by the mascara quote where basically they're putting on makeup <laughs> and they're like, who are you trying to impress the squirrels? Like I yeah. thought that was funny. Um, I will say because that is very on brand for Kelly because she has always been very comfortable with not putting on a face, even if she is doing something for the public. Yeah. We saw that during the summer of COVID on the Kelly Clarkson show. I mean, she did full episodes more or less without any makeup on and just couldn't give two F's about it whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, it was just funny to see, you know, Mary like applying her makeup and stuff. Cause she knows she's being filmed <laughs> for this documentary and it just, it, yeah, it, it, that does make me laugh a little bit that she was overly prepared. Yeah. And like, we're, uh, we don't necessarily have to get into like every, cause I made a bunch of notes, but I'm like, we don't have to get into specific line by line, but Essentially, they were given like a, like a camcorder or like a d digital camera and they filmed just some behind the scenes stuff and they play Scrabble. Um, and basically, it's kind of like a fake survivor sort of thing. That's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. And, you know, Kelly has her big stick, her big staff, and she's like, it's so hard yes. being perfect. It's so hard being a leader. And they just kind of do a fake um, survivor thing. And then, um, Kelly. We have to talk about the the best line of the entire. <laughs> Is it? I, video. I dropped the ham. Oh no! But that made me laugh too. I forgot about that line. No, the the best line, and I think I think it's Mary that actually says the line where she talks about how they're at nature. Oh, I'm at nature. I'm at I nature. Was at, I was I was at we city. Were at, we were at city. We were then we were at house, but now we're at nature. <laughs> yeah. That may, we, I think somebody says at tree, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that that yeah. did make me that did make me that still does make me laugh just because it's so weird. And and I will say again, after this DVD came out, that line was grabbed onto by the fandom. Yes. And, I mean, how many people used that line over the course of the next few years? I mean, how many fans I heard people say that we were at nature? I almost want to say I remember seeing. It was during the breakaway tour. I swear I remember seeing a poster or a sign at a concert that said, we are at concert. And I'm sure she wouldn't, <laughs> she wouldn't understand it. She probably had, yeah, she probably had no idea what it meant, but I, I, I just have this, this 
just talking about this brings this memory back. I feel like it, it was a sign that said something. There was a, there was a lot of words on the sign and it, it may have even referenced, you know, first we were at nature. Now we are at concert or, or something That's like awesome. that. Um, so I know that that did get latched onto by fans and was used for quite a while. And, and every so often, occasionally you'll still see a fan, uh, <laughs> reference that line. I also love the part where um, I guess they're trying to get the the fire started, and Mary's like, "I feel like a little bad. I almost set Kelly on fire, just so nonchalantly." <laughs> and then Kelly's like, "I have singe marks on my pants," and then they pan down in her pants and they look fine. And she's like, yeah. "They're there, <laughs> they're there." Um, it's cute. the The end of the DV, the end of it is a little more Blair Witchy. Because they're in the dark yeah. and like then Mary yeah. screams into the camera, then it cuts. Um, yeah, it's silly. There's not really yeah. a plot to it. It's just them being st- stupid. But I've always yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I would love. I mean, we're, it's never going to happen. But I would love something else along these lines. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're not going to do DVDs or even no. Blu-rays anymore. It'll be like a Netflix I mean, it's special. Be some- yeah, yeah. The, or they're just going to put it out on YouTube or something because they just, I mean, like, like it would it would be in the vein of like what we got recently when they did sort of the behind the scenes of the band Y'all from the Kelly Clarkson show. Right. Um, it would be something like that. It'd be like a little five or six minute, you know, mini featurette. And I mean, the, the, the sad thing is, is that the days of the artist biography documentary DVDs. I mean, these days are over. I mean, we're not, we're not getting any new ones of these anymore. I don't even think that artists are putting out, you know, Blu-rays or anything like this, No, which is unfortunate because um, these are kind of fun things to kind of see the other side of the, the famous person that you may particularly like. The only, but I was gonna say the only time you're going to really now see the physical stuff, maybe some of the bigger artists where they know they're going to sell the physical product. Otherwise, yeah. it's like if you're doing like a PBS thing, they still will make that. But that's usually for like more legacy acts. Yeah. Like, I mean, even then, like Taylor Swift is still putting her stuff out on Netflix yeah, or whatever. That's true. Disney Plus. That's true. All right. So, again, uh, that's the Kelly Clarkson Behind Hazel Eyes DVD. Again, it is available on uh, Amazon and you can find it on eBay. If there's any reason for you to actually own the physical copy it's probably just as as a kelly collector the the inside uh sort of pamphlet that comes with it does have a couple of shots that were unused from the breakaway session i know it's like a, it's like a little mini poster or something oh, on the inside about that let me look yeah the uh i, I actually do I, I will say i love this photo on the cover, uh, I don't. I don't know if that was an outtake from Breakaway or if they did a special photo shoot for the DVD. But oh, yeah. it, I mean, this is this is actually amongst my top favorite photos of her. Is the one from the uh, like, behind his last cover? I like cover. this one. The, the one on the inside. The inside one. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like the mini fold-out poster, so to speak. Yeah. I love this. This photo is. A, shoot. I mean, this is like a. This is a perfect size of photo to get like signed or something. I mean, if only back it in the wasn't when you fo- uh, just... folded. Yeah, that's true. Damn. But either way, that is the end of our deep dive of the Behind Hazel Eyes DVD. We're going to close these DVDs up and probably not open it up to for them a while. Watch them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... When we come back with our fifth anniversary of the deep dive of the Hazel Eyes DVD. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
And yeah. Uh, by the way, this would this this would also be the last uh, sort of DVD documentary that Kelly would put out. Uh, I think you know the next closest DVD thing that we could say that she did really was probably the Christmas special, right? Yes, which maybe around the holidays we should maybe do a watch of that. Um, you might have to uh, you might have to mail me your copy because I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> we'll <have to laughs> or we'll find have to mine. figure out a. Or we'll have like you and I will have to set up a, a private uh, viewing. viewing party so that I can watch it because I've I've never watched the DVD of that I never I never bought it when it was available. Oh no, it's it was available from like either Target or Walmart. I can't remember which. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's available online. Take a I'll look. have to get my get myself some uh, notifications for whenever it pops it's up like, on eBay or something. It's like it's weird. It's not in like a DVD case. It's in yeah. like one of those. Um, it's like a CD case, but it's taller. Yeah. It's like the cardboard mm. kind. Um, right. The digipack, I guess they call them. And it's uh-huh. a little bit taller. It's very odd. I don't know if I have it here at the moment, but I will show. I will take a picture when I can. Anyway, yeah. we're getting very off topic. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> anyway, yes. So let us know what you think of the DVD. If you have any memories from it, any quotes. If you've never seen it before and this is your first time, that's really cool. Yeah. Let us know. Um, we are yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Into Podcast. And you can also email us, missintopodcast at gmail.com. And um, I know we've said this before, but if you have any stories you want to mention, doesn't have to be about this dvd it can just be about you as a fan or something that happened regarding kelly and you um your journey as a fan feel free to always email us uh miss into yep. podcast at gmail.com we have quite a number of people's like stories and emails and even you know going back as like november i'll say and we're always like we're gonna keep we're gonna keep you in mind for future episodes and we mean it because like we actually yeah. have a couple that are coming up that People reached out to us months ago, and we're finally like, yeah, getting that sorted out. So yeah. when we when we say we we'll keep you in mind, and you don't hear from us for a few months, we didn't just ghost you. I I promise. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we're excited about the the next few months of the podcast because we have, we have some really awesome guests that are coming onto the podcast. Uh, people that are big fans of Kelly Clarkson and have some unique perspectives on her career. And so we're really excited to have some of these people on the podcast. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So we hope you are looking forward to the coming different episodes that we have. Uh, in the meantime, like Pam said, uh, follow us on all the socials. Make sure you rate us on Apple Podcasts and uh, do all the things. Reach out if you have questions. We've got another mailbag episode that we're planning in the coming weeks, so feel free to send any and all questions that you might have to miss into podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, we will see you later. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 